0: One doctrine that has fallen out of favor in many circles is the doctrine of sin. No surprise there, it's not a popular uh, topic to spend time thinking about our problems and our brokenness and our rebellious attitudes towards God. Uh, We like to think that we're okay. I'm okay, you're okay, we're basically good people. Um, And the idea that we might have serious problems is off-putting. We don't like it. To think about the possibility that we might be sinners. Uh, We don't like to talk about it and we sure don't like it when our preachers talk about it. The problem with our hesitancy to deal with the, the doctrine of sin is that Jesus talks about it all the time. Take a look at the Gospels. He comes to forgive sins. He surprises his contemporaries by pronouncing the forgiveness of sins. He offends his contemporaries by eating with sinners and calling sinners to come and be a part of his community. Jesus came for sinners, and if we're unwilling to deal with the possibility or the reality that we're sinners, then it means we may miss out on some of the good things that Jesus has for us. So we need to spend some time thinking about the doctrine of sin so that we can better understand why it is that Jesus came for sinners. Now there are two ways that the church has talked about the doctrine of sin uh, throughout different parts of church history. The first is the doctrine of original sin. And this doctrine basically says we all come into the world with a fundamental opposition towards God. We're self-oriented, not God-oriented. We are uh, inclined and bent towards sin. We tend to prop up ourselves, to focus on ourselves and not others and not what God has. Uh, We're not righteous and we're not neutral. We're not sinners because we come into the world neutral and later commit sin. We come into the world fundamentally broken and estranged from God. John Wesley captured this very well and colorfully in his sermon on original sin when he said, No man loves God by nature any more than he does a stone or the earth he treads upon. What we love, we delight in, but no man has naturally any delight in God. In our natural state, we cannot conceive how anyone should delight in him. We take no pleasure in him at all. He is utterly tasteless to us. To love God, it is far above, out of our sight. We cannot naturally attain unto it. We can't be much more clear than that. Apart from grace, we have no natural inclinations toward God. And this seems to me one of the more self-evident doctrines uh, that is before us. I mean, take a minute to think about all the people you know and try to think of at least one person who's never uh, hurt another person, who's never committed some act of deception, who's never uh, committed some sort of prideful indulgence. Right? We all have come into the world in this state of sin, and it happens naturally. That may exist in varying degrees. From one, one person's sin may be more obvious than another person's, but no matter what, no one, even the nicest people, no one is, um, misses out on this reality that sin is a part of who we are. Now another way the church has talked about the doctrine of sin is through the doctrine of total depravity. Uh, Before the Reformation, there were some people who wanted to say that sin touches every aspect of our human experience with one exception, namely our functions, our rationality, our faculties for rationality. Uh, The Protestant Reformers come along and say, no, that's not right. Sin touches every aspect of our human life, including our faculties of rationality. So the scope of sin through human life is total. It touches our mind, our will, our emotions, our psychology, everything. Sin touches the totality of our human life. It doesn't mean we're, total depravity doesn't mean we're as bad as we possibly could be. It's not about the quality of our sin or the depth of our sin. It's about the scope of our sin, that every component of our experience is touched and tainted by sinfulness. So we're going to talk about the doctrine of sin there are to sum up we can say that original sin says that we all come into the world broken we all come into the world estranged from god and total depravity says that reality of our estrangement that brokenness touches every aspect of our life pastorally there are at least three ways that we can talk about uh, the doctrine of sin and how we need that to experience uh, healing and wholeness in jesus first is that The doctrine of sin gives us language to be honest about our condition, about what we're really like. Uh, Countless people have come to me over the years and, and, and expressed their sense of unworthiness to stand before God. And I think sometimes they come along and express that sense with the expectation that I might prop up the narrative that, no, 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 you're not as bad as you think you are. You're really, you know, you're a good person. You've done these good things. You come to church and you're on this committee and maybe you taught Sunday school. My my response, though, typically when people say that as a pastor is, yes, you're exactly right. You're not worthy to stand before God. You're not worthy. I'm not worthy. We all stand under God's just condemnation because we have sinned against Him. We have all committed acts of deception or, or, or other kinds of sins. And it's freeing to be able to be honest to name what's actually happening in our lives. That's why the discipline of confession is so important we're able to confess our sins and be honest with God about where we really are because in being honest with God about where we really are, we're more ready to be able uh, to experience His healing. Which brings us to our second point, our pastoral application, and that's, that is this. Think about the importance of going to the doctor to get a diagnosis before we're ready to, uh, to receive a treatment plan. How many people, put off going to the doctor when when we experience some sort of symptom that tells us something is wrong with our bodies. But we put it off because we're afraid. We don't want to hear the bad news. And maybe we wait too long and too late so the treatment is not as effective as it might have been. But if we go to the doctor and we get real about our situation and we're willing to hear the bad news of the diagnosis, then we're ready to hear the good news of the treatment plan. In a very similar way, we need to be willing to go to Jesus, the great physician of our souls, and hear His diagnosis that we stand condemned, that we are sinners, that we need redemption, that we are rebels, that we are broken, so that we can hear His treatment plan, namely that He's going to bring healing to us and wholeness and restoration and transformation. That brings us to our third pastoral observation, and that's this. The greater our understanding of the doctrine of sin, the greater our love will be for the doctrine of grace. The better our understanding of sin, the more we will love Jesus. Because at the end of the day, grace comes because we're sinners. Grace comes because we can't save ourselves. Grace comes because we need someone to do something for us that we cannot do on our own. Scripture says in Romans 5 that where sin abounded, grace abounded all the more. Grace is always bigger than sin. When we are honest about our sin, when we're willing to come to Jesus to experience his diagnosis about our our problem and our sickness, then the better we understand that, the greater our love for his cross. The place where he comes to us with his arms stretched wide in love, saying that I've allowed the consequences of your sin to fall on my shoulders, I've allowed the condemnation that you deserve to fall on my body. I've taken the punishment, the consequences, the penalty, the pain, the horror, the shame, the hurt, and all the wickedness that you deserve on myself so that you can be free, so that you can be forgiven, and so that you can be transformed. And he takes us to himself. And he gives us his forgiveness and not just His forgiveness, His transformation, His grace, His freedom, so that our lives don't have to be constantly characterized by those things that bring guilt and shame and condemnation. You see, the good news about the doctrine of sin is that the cross not only brings forgiveness for our sins, it also brings transformation and freedom. So the question for us is whether or not we're willing to listen to the diagnosis that Jesus gives. Are we willing to hear the bad news so that we can hear the good news that he comes to set us free to forgive us and to transform us so that we can grow in christ likeness so that our lives aren't characterized by sin any longer are we willing to hear the bad news so that our love for the good news can be amplified and grow all the more